Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, in Christ Jesus, our Lord and our Savior, it is so good to be with you today in times like these. family, friends, and foes, even foes in the family. And to the standing between the living and the dead, prayer, devotional, memorial, family, and evangelistic service. Uh, this is uh, evangelistic service family. My beloved, this is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society. International with the White House daily reading of the Chronological Bible, episode number 511, where I simply read the Holy Bible in the King James Version each day in chronological order. This unique viewpoint allows us to read the whole Bible as a single true nonfiction story and to see the unfolding of God's plan in history. Today we are reading 1 Kings chapter 5 verses 11 through 18. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for your holy word. I pray that you would grant me and all of us your energy, your strength, your unction, your anointing and the power of your Holy Spirit to read your holy word, to teach your holy word, to preach your holy word. And to preach your holy gospel. Save those who are lost, revive those who are saved, encourage and strengthen and revive your Christian people. And uh, Holy Father God, we pray that everybody is prepared uh, for the reading of your Holy Word. In the words of one Bible teacher, uh, that they are on praying ground and I would add Bible reading ground and so Holy Father God help everybody to who names the name of Christ to confess their sins and to repent we praise you and we thank you Lord for the earlier prayer meeting we had here and so Lord for those who are not prayed up and not even on praying ground not even on Bible reading ground, help them to do that by having a private prayer with you. 
to acknowledge you in all of their ways, to give you the glory, praise, and honor. Help them to do it right now, to ask you to forgive them of their sins so that they can get on praying ground and Bible reading ground, devotional ground. Crush and crucify, Lord, our flesh, and the old man within us, and fill us, who are saved with the fullness and the power of your Holy Spirit. And Holy Father God, uh, it is, of course, as you know, as I've been praying for 34 years of married life, that is the strangest thing, and I know it's demonic, I know it's the devil, it's the strangest thing we could, my wife and I can do any other thing in the world. If we're not uh, having a uh, church service or having a meeting like this, uh, she uh, acts pretty decently most of the time. But whenever we have uh, a service like this, the devil crops up and she's our weakest link here and the devil she allows the devil to use her and uh, to try to hinder your gospel from going forward and to try to uh, and the devil uses her to try to make her a distraction which uh, she has never been because I've never allowed that to happen and so I pray still uh, before not only the people here, uh, not only privately, as I have been doing for 34 years, and in our family devotions, uh, but before the world. And I pray that they would join me in praying for her salvation and for her feeling of the Holy Spirit and loving your gospel, loving you back, obeying you, and being faithful to you at all times, uh, including the times when it's time to serve you and to proclaim your gospel and to preach your holy word and to teach your holy word and to not hate it. And, and Lord, I know it's a demonic hatred. It's not really her, it's the devil working through her. Uh, and so, however, by this time, in uh, her Christian life, or in her life, if she had, if she was saved all of these years, she would have grown out of that and been able to say no to the devil and to resist the devil that he would flee from her, <clears throat> as is the case for anybody who has been truly saved and taught the word for over almost 50 years. And so there's something desperately wrong. And so, Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would cast out the devil and the demons of hell and the satanic, demonic spirit of Judas, Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias. Out of her life and out of the lives of others in our family and outside of our family and other families that... Uh, claim to be Christian, those families that name the name of Christ. Now, Lord, I know the devil hates this prayer, and some false Christians hate it, 
especially uh, wicked, evil, and ungodly women who think that women can do no wrong and nothing should be said about them and uh, about the evil that they do. Uh, but I do know that there are many women who, not only my wife, who have a Jezebel spirit. And sadly, uh, many pastors and many men have, uh, have contributed to this foolishness that's in the church. That only men can mess up, only men can do wrong. When in reality, I believe, Lord, it's the good men who are serving you, who are, who are holding things together as, as well as it is being held together. <clears throat> For all of it is your divine order. You're going to use a man in the home. You're going to use a man in the church. Uh, and uh, these two arenas, I know for sure, to lead and to guide. And so, uh, uh, everything is out of sorts today. <coughs> Pardon me, Lord, and uh, Lord, uh, and so, therefore, uh, even men have submitted themselves to women in the home and in the church, and this, uh, this is a large contributing factor to the mess we're in today. And everybody knows it. Uh, the main leader of all evangelicals and Southern Baptists and Bible people knows it. And he's trying to do something about it. And uh, the, the main, main man, one of my brothers... Uh, at uh, uh, from Liberty University <coughs> pardon me and who happens to be over all of the counseling in the Christian world he's trying to do something about it and and, and they, they know that we have messed up before you in putting down men belittling men always taking the woman's side and talking foolishly like alright brother what did you do wrong and all this kind of foolishness Lord God help us <laughs> Lord help us with this mess I tell you Lord and uh, <clears throat> and so Holy Father God we pray that uh, people would settle down and get back into your word and simply obey your word no matter what they want to do no matter how they feel and that is the power of jesus christ in our hearts minds souls and spirits as christians he has the regulating power to help us if need be uh, uh, make us in his own way to put down what we want to do and what we believe and do it his way if we want to be successful in this thing called life following him because he will not have it any other way and Lord uh, as you know I, I know you don't make anybody do anything 
but you have your way of rebuking us and chastising us to help us to understand how you want things to be done. I know you've done that in my life. If my wife was saved, you would have done that in her life. Uh, people who are truly saved are going to, it may, be, it may take a little while, but they are going to be conforming into your image and what you want done with their lives for your glory. I know that to be a fact. And, he, and you will chastise us, you will rebuke us, because you love us. Uh, you will handle us in such a way that we're moving in the direction that you want us to go. And I know this to be true. I have no doubt about this. And so when people are not growing in that way and going in that way, there's something wrong. And so I thank you for using me to have the courage to say something so negative about my own family. It's not, this is not fun to say, and I know in our sweet evangelical circles, uh, nothing should be said like this until people have gone into uh, people's women's bedrooms, drunk or whatever, uh, not drunk, doing it on purpose, uh, going out into a park, leaving your wife, in both cases, behind the one you're supposed to love you so much, and y'all hold hands in the pulpit, and and, uh, and y'all preach together, and, and y'all love each other so much in, in the church, but, but yet you're out in the park uh, seeking a Palestinian woman. Now, we don't, nobody's supposed to say anything until these things happen. And I think it's a lot, there's, uh, there's, there's uh, something to say about uh, saying things before things end up messed up. And not doing things to mess up anything in your sight. And there's something to say about telling the truth about uh, issues in a public marriage uh, that may be, seem to be private. And it's only private to those women who don't want to be exposed to themselves. The men don't mind it at all because they know this mess is going on. They, uh, there are thousands of men and women <coughs> can identify to everything I'm saying. They, they won't say it themselves, and so, Lord, you're leading me to say it. There's something to say about that, about a couple that's been 34 years in marriage. There's something to say that my wife is still here. She hears everything I'm saying. She knows it's true because I've been praying for her and talking to her about getting saved for 34 years. And uh, she's still here. She's right here serving, helping me in the ministry, and uh, uh, and doing what she is supposed to be doing for the most part. Uh, the devil raises his ugly head uh, around service time for some reason, but uh, Lord, you know all about that. And uh, so there's something to be said about it. Uh, Instead of uh, hearing about us in the funny papers, and we're divorced and now, and I have a girlfriend, and, and she's gone on, and the children are heartbroken and embarrassed. And so, Holy Father God, help us to continue to break the mold. Uh, and it's only by your leadership, because no, no man would naturally do this. Uh, no man wants to do this. 
I, I didn't do it for 34 years almost until she, on her own, she saw her daughters walking out the door that she didn't really know, did not love, did not care for, did not want to hug. And even since they've been gone, they have not uh, talked with her much at all. Uh, uh, no more than a small greeting when they would visit. And that's very painful to her, but it's, it's done. And I have told her and I've told uh, thousands and even millions of people that there are certain things you can't go back and redo. And uh, we, we all believe that she was trying to redo some things when she apologized and confessed to the whole family on that Father's Day when my uh, children were, my oldest two daughters were moving out into their own place and uh, after having graduated with multiple degrees you gave her almost 27 years with the oldest child to get it right and she did not get it right until she saw her walking out the door and that ought to be and has been a lesson to uh, thousands of women, millions of women. Don't do that. Be there with your children. Love your children. Support your children. Tell them you love them. Pray with them. Because those years go by very fast. And when they're gone, it's over. <clears throat> and if you did not love on them while they were there, uh, they're going to say, see ya. And they won't be coming back much at all, other than to see their father and their siblings. They really have nothing much to do with you. It's a very bitter pill to swallow, but it is a permanent pill. Because you cannot go back and fix that. And that's where she is today. And uh, she did that, I believe, because she was lost. And uh, she, in her pharaohistic <coughs> Jamaican pride refuses to get saved because she does not want to go back on what she told me that she got saved in Jamaica at the age of 15 or so. It's nothing but pride. I've seen other people do this but all of them eventually got saved. As I have told thousands, Lord, and yea millions by your power, Pharaoh-style pride will cause you to splash in the lake of fire just like Pharaoh's pride had him to drown in the sea. So Lord, this is not just for my wife, Marika White. It's for other family members who are religious but lost and oftentimes mean as the devil at home but can show out in church. And Lord, I'm not going to be a part of that foolishness. We've had too much of that. And uh, and more, and even bigger than that, Lord, it's for other people in the church today. The sweet evangelical church, the sweet Baptist church, Southern Baptist, National Baptist, AME. There's somebody lost in, in all their, uh, lost in the AME church, stealing all that money. No, there's just something wrong with, with you know, because we 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 we're not going to be thieves and liars, and can't say I love you to your own child. Can't say 
uh, and can't hug your child, your own child when they're babies. No, no, you're lost and, and on your way to hell, and you, you're just religious, the worst kind of lost person. And I pray that you would open her blinded eyes and stop her deaf ears and open up the blinded eyes of millions who are religious, going through the motions, not even saved. And uh, you will say to them, not well done, thou good and faithful servant, but I never knew you, you worker of iniquity. And so, Lord, uh, have your Holy Spirit, Lord, to do the work. All I can do is tell the truth and shame the devil. And, Lord, uh, if anybody thinks that I feel good about this, I don't. Uh, if anybody thinks I'm being mean to my wife, I'm not. I love my wife, and uh, I want her to get saved and to act like a saved person and stop being a hypocrite a phony and a fake like so many other people who are listening to me today <clears throat> just uh, from her apology which was not real my oldest daughter Danny knew it was not real uh, my oldest daughter Danny while she was here she told me that uh, to not even let her get on the internet. That's what my oldest daughter, Danny, she's so untrustworthy. Don't even let her even get on the internet. Uh, and I was trying to help her to get involved after so many years of the children doing everything so that she can have the good feeling of contributing and working and and uh, and it's a shame that my oldest daughter, Danny, told me, don't even, Papa, don't do that. Don't let her do that. Because she knew her character. And, uh, uh, and sad to say, my daughter was right. And so, Holy Father God, help us to tell the truth, to be honest. No matter how other people feel about it, because their families are jacked up too and got problems and mess in their own families, and they're just and they're they're the Adams family at home and the Brady bunch in the church, and I'm not going to be a part of that at all. And uh, uh, as everybody knows, I've said positive things about my wife in the past, like all husbands do. Because we want uh, our wives to be uh, honored and respected and seen as uh, helpful and a blessing and all of that. As men, we want that. And it's, uh, it's uh, embarrassing and humiliating when uh, uh, you, you uh, have to... Uh, uh, recognize that that's not the case and uh, we need more husbands to tell the truth before it explodes in their faces as uh, so many fake so-called Christian couples have done uh, and again Lord by your grace by the power of your Holy Spirit uh, Lord I believe that you're pleased with this and uh, 
um, because it's the truth and that uh, uh, and is healthy uh, to do this for the entire church for folks to start telling the truth before a big blow up and we pray that uh, thousands of other people will tell the truth and shame the devil uh, I've been praying about this and telling my wife about this for nearly 34 years and I pray that she would humble herself and get saved get filled with your Holy Spirit and uh, act like a Christian should and uh, I do pray that for everybody in my family everybody under the sound of my voice and uh, and there's something to say Lord that uh, we're still together she's still helping me maybe reluctantly uh, I know for a fact she did not want us to have this service today uh, for some strange reason uh, but and there's something to say uh, Lord that uh, uh, your gospel is still being preached. Your word is still being taught. Uh, and it's something to say, Lord, about the fact that I have always been a happy, joyful, good cheer, uh, peaceful, at peace man for over 34 years because of you. And uh, you're leading me to pray without ceasing for her and for my family and also uh, rebuking her and dealing with her about the satanic evil that she has allowed through her and putting it down so that your work could go forward. As you know, Lord, and you've heard me say this many times, that... Uh, I probably would not have done as much <clears throat> for your kingdom, such as preaching every day and having to deal with the devil working through my own wife to try to hinder it. Very demonic spirit. If she had been a great wife. So I thank you for my thorn in the flesh that pushed me to pray more, no doubt. That pushed me to serve more and to do things I would have probably never done. Uh, because as my wife is from Jamaica, I love Jamaica, I've been there many times, and uh, we could have uh, had a house down there and could have gone on many cruises together to Jamaica and stayed there for a month or so. We could have done all of that fun stuff. Uh, but when a person is disobedient, uh, and rebellious, uh, they lose benefits and blessings, such as that. And so I pray that I pray for my children that all of them would truly follow you and believe in you, and truly be saved and not be hypocrites and phonies, and not be mean to others and their own family members, like she has been mean to them and uh, that they would not follow her bad example. 
a bad heart and attitude and spirit. And, uh, and they can be better than that because oftentimes you use parents to teach children positively and negatively, as you did in my case. <clears throat> the reason why I am, I have been this way and never letting my wife uh, rule over me or dominate me or disrespect me is because my dad allowed that to happen with my mother. And uh, both my brother and I, my brother was a softer uh, uh, on it than I was, but he was concerned about it too. And we asked our father before he died, why did you let your wife disrespect you like that and talk to you like that? Our mother. And we love her too, but she was wrong. And uh, he told me, Danny boy, I, I just wanted to keep the peace. That's all. I, I kept my mouth shut to keep the peace. And uh, we were much younger then, uh, and we were adults, but younger, and so out of respect for him, because he was the most loving man we ever met, loving us all to a fault. Uh, trying, he even tried to take responsibility for my sins, and I had, that's the only time I had to rebuke him and stop him because I was a grown man at that point, and I said, no, Dad, I know I appreciate you loving me that, that way, wanting to take responsibility, but uh, for my sins, and I said, no, no, uh, no, I did that, that's not you, and he brought tears to his eyes. But that's what he told me and my brother, that he kept silent to keep the peace. He was afraid that she was going to leave him and take the children and all of that, because she had done that before. And so uh, I thank you, the Lord, that I never did that with Marika White, my wife, of 34 years. And you have blessed me for not hearkening to the voice of my wife. You have blessed me for being willing to lose my wife and children, my family, uh, if necessary, for standing for what your holy word says. I hearken to you always by your grace and not to her. And I pray that other men would do the same so that the church can be revived and rectified. And Holy Father God, I do pray that you would uh, give us all today sweet victory over the world, the flesh, and the devil. And I pray that you would rebuke and bind the devil and the demons of hell, Lord, from us today, from these services and from your people all around the world. And uh, Lord, uh, Save those who are lost here and out there. Revive those who are saved. Glorify your holy name. Lift up your holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, and help us to do the same by the power of your Holy Spirit. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and forsake. Amen. My coffee in public reminds me of... Reminds me of...
a Seinfeld episode. And if you have not watched a, a, a Seinfeld episode in your life, uh, uh, I, I do not want to know you. Well, uh, Seinfeld's sidekick, the beautiful young lady, I forget her name, she, Seinfeld had asked about a man that they both knew, and she said, I can't stand him. <coughs> Seinfeld said, what? Why? Because we had to uh, a meeting and a meeting together or something where they were every day had to be in the same place every day and she said <laughs> she hated him because every time he took a sip of coffee he said ah <laughs> ah every time he took a sip of coffee Anyway, you say, well, uh, preacher, do you think your wife hates having these services because you talk about her not being saved and and uh, not being a good wife, a good mother, a good woman? And number one, she's been doing this for 34 years before God even put me on these various platforms and I resisted what all of my sweet evangelical not only my sweet evangelical watch it now my sweet Baptists brethren this is so it is so disgusting how this has happened and others who were already doing this All of this putting uh, the wife on a pedestal when she does not really deserve to be there. There's no that's that's nowhere in the Bible. Uh, the philosophy of happy wife, happy life is not in the Bible. In fact, God is trying to save you from what cause the curse on us in the first place. Adam hearkening to his wife instead of hearkening to God. That's a very dangerous thing. And it's played out over and over again in the church today. See, this is why Jesus hates the demonic spirit of Jezebel. God dealt with it in the Old Testament. Jesus dealt with it in the New Testament. Go ahead and you keep on rolling. Yeah, just passed it on to her, I guess. <clears throat> and uh, men greater than myself are dealing with it very forthrightly. God touched their hearts. This is a problem. They've seen too many problems from, from it. Of appeasing the women in the church and putting down the men. And so I'm not going to stop dealing with the issue. Now, uh, back to the original point. Uh, no, 
That's not the reason why she hates these services. She hates these services because the devil puts that in her heart, her mind, soul, and spirit. She has no power to resist the devil and say no to the devil. And it's a big strain for her to do that, and that's a problem. <coughs> for any of God's people who don't have, who act like they don't have the power to say no to the devil, you've got to have that ability that power from God, from Jesus. You say, and, and, and here's the next thing you want to do. Uh, maybe you know you you're at fault for not loving her the way you should, and so forth and so on. That's not it. See, I, I don't buy into those lies like you want me to. That's a design to shut men up about the real issues. See, and. Uh, I'm not going to do that. I don't, I've never bought that, never bought into it. I've never wanted to be around preachers who bought into that. Uh, God, God literally told me to stay away from certain preachers. Uh, these are preachers who could, could have helped me tremendously and given me even greater platforms and so forth. I said, no. God, I mean, God said, no to me, don't do that. I want you to be in a position where you can rebuke whoever and deal with whatever the issue is. Don't get on anybody's side about nothing. And, uh, no, what my wife needs to do is humble herself, get saved, repent of her sins, change uh, by the grace of God, and start walking in the power of the Holy Spirit. And I do believe also. <coughs> now, my marriage has been great on my side of the fence. I've enjoyed every minute of my married life because of Jesus. And, uh, and, uh, I've never even thought about getting a divorce from her. I was tempted a couple of times, but other than that, not in a serious way. Uh, and that's only because of Jesus Christ living inside of me. And not me, because I would have done that a long time ago. <coughs> Pardon me. And so... Uh, there's something to say about all of that. And here we are still together. And, uh, and uh, she's free to go anytime she wants. Uh, but uh, God has chastised her too. And uh, uh, once God chastises you, uh, I mean, God has dealt with her, let me put it that way. And, uh, and, uh, uh, she, she understands that God does not play. Uh, but be that as in May, my beloved, uh, let's read the Word of God. And you don't worry about us. You worry about yourself. You divorced one. Okay? Are you divorced? Is your marriage shot to hell? Are you still together but you don't say anything to each other? You don't have sex? You're horny as all get out? If you must know, with all of what I pray today and said today, if you must know, 
uh, my wife and I have had sex within the last 24 hours. How about you? Hmm? How you doing? So don't worry about us. You need to worry about yourself. For see, let me just say this to you. I really have nothing to do with how I pray like that in the morning. I never have had the intention to do that. There are times, m many times, when I, I never had the intention to preach on certain things. But something happens w with God and myself when I get behind the sacred desk. I, I can tell you honestly, straightforward, I have no bitterness in my heart because of Jesus, because I'm dead. I know you don't understand the dead thing, but I, I, and I don't have time to explain it. <laughs> if you don't understand it from God's standpoint, I can't help you. I have no business in my heart. I have fun with my wife. I do whatever I need to do and want to do with her. <clears throat> now here you are. You haven't had sex with your wife in three months. Okay. And by the way, I'm 61 years old. And if you're not having sex two or three times a week, even at that age, there's something wrong somewhere naturally. Naturally. Without pills. And my point to you is this. Hear me well on this now. Because this praying like this and talking like this has been going on for weeks. What is behind it? I can tell you honestly, and I don't use God's name lightly. I don't mess with God's name. I don't play with God. God is the one leading me to pray like this for some reason. God is the one leading me to say what I have to say, uh, what, what I need to say here about that. I held back on that for many, many years. Never saw the need to do that. But for some reason, God is the one having me to pray the way I'm praying. For some reason, maybe she's going to die soon and go to hell. I don't know what it is. I do know he does not like what she does when it comes down to these services <coughs> and trying to hinder these services. Uh, something else, too. I know that there are thousands of other preachers and pastors and people and men who are trying to serve the Lord who are dealing with the same situation. See, like all hell breaks loose if they're not even a preacher when it's time to go to church or when it's time to pray or when it's time to have church at home with the preacher preaching on the there's some some mess going on. She's got to do something else. And there's that there are thousands. Of, I know that I know this to be the case, people. And you wives out there, just thank God I'm not your husband, okay. Because I thank God you're not my wife because I wouldn't put up with that foolishness. No, we're going to stop this, whatever this is. Okay? I, so I can say to you, honestly, I, I do not plan to do that. But God has given me the liberty to do that for a reason. And it's not just for my wife and for my family. It's for the wives of many other people out there who got lost in the demonic chaos and foolishness of the prosperity gospel and sweet evangelicalism.
the 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 sweet charismatic people who can bring up some things and create some things, but it's the sweet evangelicals who can solidify it because they have the education to do so and make it permanent, which is which is just as dangerous, my Pharisee brethren and my Sadducees. <laughs> my Sadducee brethren. Don't you get mad at me. I wasn't thinking about doing this. Just for some reason, God put it on my heart. I saw a little something that Mr. Stetzer did the other day. Uh, Mr. Stetzer is a man who I have great respect for, and many people have great respect for, because he did what needed to be done as far as starting churches. He does not only have the education, but he did. He started several churches that I hope are still going on. I have, I wouldn't, there's no reason why I would not think that. He was a leader at Christian Christianity Today, uh, a big time leader regarding Billy Graham's legacy. Uh, and now the leader of church leaders. And I want to say publicly to him, I know Andy Stanley may be your friend, and I know that you're the church growth guru and uh, have helped people with that. And I thank God for you because uh, you have allowed us to use your expertise uh, for years on BCNN1. But you need to understand, Mr. Stetzer, that God is trying to rid the church and this country of the demonic spirit of homosexuality that so-called church leaders have allowed in the church and is Stanley being the chief among them and to the point of saying that the Old Testament ought to be uh, uh, disconnected from the New Testament and the life of Jesus Christ, which, Mr. Stetzer, you know, is heresy from hell. <clears throat> Go ahead and call him and email him he, and, and let him know I, I'm saying it to him. I'm saying it right now. <clears throat> you know that. We all believe you know that because we all love you. And we thank God for you. And we want the best for you. We want you to continue on to, uh, uh, in being the strong leader that you are, a respected individual. You're going to lose your respect if you side with Andy Stanley. Now, if you want to be his friend and try to help him correct ship, fine. But you cannot be endorsing his book. You cannot be trying to ease the demonic spirit and sin of homosexuality uh, through the church leaders magazine, which is 
granted one of the largest Christian publications in the world. I believe it's bigger than the Christian Post. I believe it's bigger than uh, Christianity Today, for sure. It's bigger than Black Christian News. And you have some good stuff on there. Uh, but because God loves you, God uh, appreciates you, and we love you, and we appreciate you, you need to, you need to get... As far away from Andy Stanley as you possibly can and get away and inside with Bible-believing Christians that there's no room, there's no place, my brother, in the church for homosexuals who are living a homosexual life. And by the way, as I said the other day, my beloved brother and I believe that you're going to correct ship I would be shocked if you didn't but as I said the other day you know why Hillsong failed and by the way brother Stessa you have to say it you have to agree with me the man had a vision an Apostle Paul type vision, man. It was big time. But you know where they failed at? You remember that, Mr. Stesser? Do you remember where they truly failed? It was not it was not Carl Lentz and him committing adultery. That, that, that was a sign. That was a, of a deeper problem. <clears throat> not because Brian Houston wandered into, so-called wandered into, a woman's hotel room. He was drunk and on meds. Come on. Come on. First of all, let me just say this. That's a lie. You know, he went into that woman's room and stayed there a while. And they probably had sex together. Uh, uh, that's another lie. Uh, and uh, uh, he went in there on purpose with his eyes wide open. You know that, brother. And I know that. People do not resign for nothing. But I digress. Mr. Stetzer, Hillsong fell down so hard to the point of having a documentary about their fall. What? Mr. Stetzer, I doubt if you've ever seen anything like that before. I haven't. I would imagine we're around the same age, but you haven't seen that. You haven't seen that. You know why God caused them to fall down like that? Flat on their faces. A church that I believe had one of the greatest visions in the, in the history of the church. I believe Brian Houston had a vision from God, and he was implementing it. But Lentz allowed homosexual members in the church and homosexual people leading
the praise team and the choir and the singing and all of that. And he remained as a member, as a coach, singing coach or whatever that is. I didn't know that was even, I never even heard of that before. But anyway, they were not firm. Brian Houston was mixed up on it. Kind of like you right now. Uh, Andy Stanley is hook, line, and sinker. You're not hook, line, and sinker now. But you're being influenced by hook, line, and sinker Negros. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I call all people white, black, red, and yellow Negros or something else when they act stupid. Don't let that rattle you. Let's stay on point. That's why Hillsong fell. Because they allowed homosexuality in God's church. And then when you flip and say, oh, you can't be members or you can't, you can't be leaders of the choir. Uh, there's no human being, there are no human beings on earth more vindictive than homosexual. It's a demonic spirit from hell, uh, Mr. Stetzer, my brother. And you are a big-time leader. That's what you all, you all call yourselves now, leaders, church leaders. Should be church servants or church ministers, and you might want to change that name. Um, but you probably won't. But you are a big-time church leader over church leaders that influences uh, thousands of pastors who are not as strong as you are. You know that. That's why you guys are constantly every week putting articles up to coddle pastors. And they don't need coddling. They need rebuke. And God put you in that position. Because God has put in people's hearts to respect you. And to respect what you say. And you're going astray. And God will bring you down too. God is no respecter of persons. And you know better. So does Russell Moore. A man that I respect and love. Not only because he's a Christian man. He's a man like you that I'm not worried about. I, I can use you. I can use you in my publications, because I'm not concerned about you messing up with somebody's wife. Because you're saved, and because you were raised saved as a Christian. See, it's, 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 there's a difference now. See, I might mess up because I was not raised the way you guys were raised. Thank God I'm not messing up now. But I don't expect you to mess up. I don't expect Russell Moore to mess up. I don't. I don't expect Tony Evans to mess up. I, I'm not worried about. I'm not worried about you. And it's good to have people in the church you're not worried about. See, Brian Houston messed up. Carl Lentz, very talented, very gifted, very charismatic, messed up, messed up everything. I'm not worried about Charles Stanley, but I am worried about Andy Stanley. Who's not even called to preach now. And you know, Brother Stetson, that a preacher must be called. And and you know you need to be watching Greer as well. I love Greer. 
You need to watch them. Don't let them mess up church leaders. We need you, and we need church leaders or church servants or church ministers. <laughs> God bless you, my brother. Go ahead on and do the right thing for the good, for the glory of God, for the glory and lifting up of Jesus Christ, and for the good of the church. I know you love the church <clears throat> probably more than most people. That's why I'm telling you this. Uh, you have influence with pastors. Uh, uh, as you know, I, I really don't even want to meet with pastors at all. I, I just tell them what, what God tells me to tell them, and I'm due. But you love the church, and you, love, you have a love for pastors because you are, you are a pastor at heart, and I want you to stay in that position of great authority to guide pastors in the right way. And I want to thank you for some changes that you made to church leaders already. But I know that the devilish Andy Stanley is trying to convince you to move the church in another way and it's going to be, listen to me, it's already rattled the Southern Baptist Convention. What Andy Stanley has done, who's not even, I don't know if he's a Southern Baptist or not. Is he? You can tell me. I don't know. He's an outsider as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Uh, but Brother Stessa, I do still believe that the Southern Baptist is the organization that can rally all of the other Christian organizations and get us to the point of revival and millions of souls being saved if it turns around from this Andy Stanley Greer, Lytton, demonic foolishness that they did in deceiving pastors and getting pastors to preach Andy Stanley's sermons to promote homosexuality, talking stupid, that God whispers at sexual sin. Have you lost, have they lost their righteous minds? Come on, Stessa, you know better than this. I don't care how much you like Andy Stanley and what he's done with church growth and you want him to stand. He's going to fall too. Totally. And he's fallen a lot already because he's hell-bent on making the Southern Baptist Convention a homosexual loving convention. The devil is a lie. Again, I, I was not planning to say that. So let's move on. First Kings chapter 5 verses 11 through 18. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, I have the high honor and the distinct privilege and the great pleasure to read in your hearing. Thus saith the Lord. At 1 Kings chapter 5 verses 11 through 18. And Solomon gave Hiram 20,000 measures of wheat for food to his household and 20 measures of pure oil 
Thus gave Solomon to Hiram year by year. You two switch. And the Lord gave Solomon wisdom as he promised him. And there was peace between Hiram and Solomon. And they too made a league together. And King Solomon raised a levy out of all Israel. And the levy was 30,000 men. And the Lord gave Solomon wisdom, pardon me, and he sent them to Lebanon 10,000 a month by courses. A month they were in Lebanon and two months at home. And Adoniram was over the levy. And Solomon had threescore and ten thousand that bear burdens, and fourscore thousand hewers in the mountains. Beside the chief of Solomon's officers, which were over the work, 3,300 which ruled over the people that wrought in the work. And the king commanded, and they brought great stones, costly stones, and hewed stones to lay the foundation of the house. <coughs> and Solomon's builders and Hiram's builders did hew them. And the stone squares, so they prepared timber and stones to build the house. Shall we pray? Holy Father God in heaven, I pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ today. I praise you and I thank you, Lord, for giving me to say everything that you have had me to pray and say today. And I thank you now for what you have said. And Lord, even with a passage like this, talking about the building of the temple and the arrangements that were made by the wise Solomon, who you made wise, I felt like preaching. So Holy Father God, help me to restrain myself and focus on what you want me to do here now. And I pray that you would help us to humble ourselves and pray for your wisdom to deal with day-to-day -day things. Holy Father God, I pause right now and I ask you to give me and everybody here and everybody under the sound of my voice wisdom, knowledge, and understanding and insight to do your work and will in your way until you come and help us all to keep looking for you the upper taker and not the undertaker in jesus christ's name we pray and forsake amen now beloved when i was a teenager i wanted to get wisdom and knowledge so i set out uh, to read 
the big family Bible that was kept in the living room and that many families had in those days. We don't see them much today, but these are huge Bibles. But I couldn't get past Genesis chapter 2 before I got bored with reading the Bible. I just could not understand it. I found out later in life that you have to believe on Christ and get saved before you can understand the Holy Word of God, the Bible. So, so here is how I became a Christian, and here is how you can too. First, dear friend, accept the fact that you are a sinner and that you have broken God's law, the God who created the heaven and the earth. The Bible says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, accept the fact, dear friend, that there is a penalty, there is a punishment for sin. The Bible states in Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death. We die because of our sin. Our bodies go to a grave. Our soul goes to hell because of our sin if we don't trust in Christ Jesus as our Savior. And that leads me to my third point. Thirdly, accept the fact that you are on the road to hell. Jesus Christ said in Matthew, 10, uh, Matthew 18, 8, Jesus Christ said in Matthew chapter 18, verse 8, in the Holy Word of God, Wherefore, if thy hand or thy foot offend thee, cut them off and cast them from thee. It is better for thee to enter into life halt or maimed, rather than having two hands or two feet to be cast into everlasting fire. Also, the Holy Bible states in Revelation 21.8, But the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. <clears throat> Now, hell in the lake of fire, dear friends, is bad news. Uh, but I have some good news for you. Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, who took away the sins of the world, said in John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Just believe in your heart on the Lord Jesus Christ that he died for your sins, was buried, and rose from the dead by the power of God for you so that you can live forever with him. Pray and ask him to come into your heart today to save your soul.
and to change your life so that you can understand the Bible better and learn it and do it and be blessed by it. And Jesus will save you today. Romans 10, 9 and 13 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou, you, shalt be saved. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved from what? Saved from hell. Saved to what? Saved to heaven. So, dear friend, if you are willing to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ in your heart, believing in your heart that he is the Lamb of God who took away the sins of the world and that he died for your sins, was buried and rose from the dead. Please pray with me this simple prayer and mean it from your heart, believing in your heart on the Lord Jesus Christ, that he died for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day early one Sunday morning. Repeat after me the sinner's prayer, phrase by phrase, and mean it from your heart. Holy Father God, I realize that I am a sinner and that I have done some bad things in my life. I am sorry for my sins, and today I choose to turn from my sins. With your help, for Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive me of my sins. I believe with all of my heart that Jesus Christ died for me, was buried, and rose on the third day. I trust Jesus Christ as my Savior, and by your grace I will follow him as Lord from this day forward. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and save my soul and change my life today. Amen. Now, dear friend, if you believed in your heart on the Lord Jesus Christ, that he died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose again, allow me to say congratulations on doing the most important thing in life, and that is trusting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ, please go to gospellightsociety.com and read my pamphlet, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said in John 10, 9, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Dear friend, if you trusted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior today, please email me at dw3 at gospellightsociety.com and let us know. We have some free material that we want to send you. If you have a prayer request, please email that to us as well, and we will pray for you until you tell us to stop. Dear friend, God loves you, we love you, and may God bless you real good is my prayer.